Good morning. It's Tuesday. Hope you had a good Monday. And we're back in Psalm chapter number two. Yesterday we looked at verse one. Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Today we're going to look at verses two and three. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Now, I said yesterday, this is a prophetical psalm. It's a messianic psalm. It's about the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, Jesus. Now, verse number two happened at his first coming. The kings of the earth set themselves, the rulers took counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, his anointed being Jesus Christ. It happened at his first coming, and it will also happen again at his second coming. Let me tell you, Christ is unifying. He's unifying. If you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. You have sweet fellowship with other believers. You have unity. So I can go, and I've mentioned this before, I can go to any state and any country where there's a Bible-preaching, gospel-preaching church, the church that loves Jesus, believes the Christ of the Bible, and I can instantly fit right in. You know, each church has a different personality, and that's fine, that's good. But on the essentials, as in everything the Bible says, we love the Word of God. We're going to have that sweet uh, uh, fellowship right away. My spirit will identify with their spirit. We had a Filipino man uh, Sunday before last. He came in on a Sunday night, and uh, Romel, uh, what was his last name? Romel? I just like the name Romel. Uh, I thought I had a prayer card here. Maybe not. But anyways, Romel, I uh, instantly liked the man. I liked the man because he was a gospel preacher, a soul winner, a church planter. He's a a Filipino man who pastors right now six churches. He's going back over the Philippines uh, next month in June. And we had sweet fellowship. Uh, Christ is unifying. But if you have rejected Christ, Christ is unifying as well. It's amazing how the different religions of the world are able to get together and have agreement based on their unity against the Christ of the Bible. How there can be a world council of churches with religions doctrinally opposed to one another, and yet they can get along. It's really Catholicism and in Islam, that's a common one. They get along. The Pope has said they serve the same God, but you, you look at what they teach and they really don't, but it's a unity against the true Christ of the Bible. And I think of Luke chapter number 23, as I was reading this, and now let me flip over there. You flip over there too, if you'd like Luke 23, if you're not working, uh, it's about when Christ was crucified, Herod and Pilate who were before enemies, they became unified over their rejection of Jesus Christ. Let me read to you in Luke 23. And the whole multitude of them arose and led them unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation, they're talking about Jesus, and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ a king. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest it. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. And they were the more fierce, saying, He stirreth up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning from Galilee to this place. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. 
And as soon as he knew that he belonged unto Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was at Jerusalem at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Then he questioned with him in many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught, and mocked him, and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe, and sent him again to Pilate. So they were sending Jesus back and forth to one another. And the same day, here it is in verse 12 of Luke 23, if you want to look it up later. And the same day, Pilate and Herod were made friends together, for before they were at enmity between themselves. And so Jesus Christ brought unity to this Roman and this Jew based on their rejection of Jesus Christ. And that happened when Christ came the first time. There was unity there against Christ. And you can go back to Psalm 2. There will be unity when he comes uh, again, or that period just before he comes again during that tribulation period. How in the world can an entire world be united in one religion, which if you've been here Sunday nights, we've gone through that extensively, the one world religion that the Antichrist will set up. How in the world can the, the whole world be be under one unified, agreeing religion, it's because they'll be united in opposition against the true God, against the Lord Jesus Christ. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, saying, now here's what they say. Here's their rallying cry, their uniting creed. Here's that boldness we talked about yesterday of man against God, their confidence, their raging. Here's what they say, verse 3 of Psalm 2, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Now they're explicitly talking about the Lord, Jehovah God, and his anointed, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why it says there. And they want to throw off what they view as the chains of of God, the bands, the cords, they view God and his commandments as binding, as in oppressive. They went out from under his authority in their lives. Hey, rebellious people hate God. They hate Jesus and they hate God's commandments and they seek freedom and they define freedom as being free of God, out from under God. But listen, this is such a gigantic lie of the devil. I mean, the rebel is looking for freedom and he's looking for it away from God when in reality, freedom is found in God. Freedom is found in Christ, not away from Christ. That's the very first light. When, when Satan tempted Eve there in the garden and uh, she ate of that fruit, do you know what he tempted her with? Hath God said, he said, you know, God knows when you eat that fruit, you'll be as gods, you and Adam, knowing good and evil, you'll be just like him. You'll be free from his commandments, free from under his authority. And he doesn't want that. He doesn't want what's best for you. I want what's best for you. I'm just looking out for you. Go ahead, do this, disobey, and you'll be out finally from the thumb of of Almighty God. And she did. And you know what happened? She got under the thumb, under the oppression, under the chains of sin. 
Sin is the real oppressor. Sin is where the real chains are found. And the way you get free of those chains is through Jesus Christ. How do you get how do, how do you get free of oppression? How do you find freedom and liberty? Well, I'll tell you. Psalm 119 verse 45 says, "And I will walk at liberty for our for I seek thy precepts." 2 Corinthians 3:17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. How do you finally find liberty and freedom and joy and happiness and all of that? You find it in Christ. You find it by getting under the blood of Jesus. And then how do you keep that joy? How do you walk in liberty day by day? It's obeying God. It is doing his will. There is no greater freedom than being right in the center of God's will. Anybody who's been saved for any length of time will tell you that. The time that they felt most at peace, most at joy, the most liberty in their lives were when they were right in the center of God's will, obeying God reading the Bible, praying, going to church, listening, receiving conviction, obeying God as he led, tithing. I mean, I could go on on everything that God has said that we've got to do that some people would find oppressive. When you do it, there is sweet liberty. There is sweet freedom. Now, Satan will tell you that you've got to run away from God's commandments, but Satan only lies. Satan is the father of lies. If you hear Satan talking, he's lying. That's how you know that Satan is lying if he's suggesting anything. Sin enslaves, but grace liberates. True freedom is found right in the center of God's will. Lord, I love you. I pray that you would help the listener today to find that true freedom, that true joy, that true peace being right there in the center of your will and under the grace of God living in grace. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.